Michelle Yankee was early in her first pregnancy when she got the worst news possible. She had colorectal cancer. Doctor after doctor told her that she should terminate her pregnancy. But Michelle is a woman of faith and she believed God had a plan for her and her baby. She'll tell us her miraculous story on today's program. Stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Corlitis, your host, and this is the Moms for America podcast, a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood. We want to invite you right here on the top of the show always to like and to subscribe to our podcast. We always ask that you please share this podcast with your mom friends. Uh, Today's going to be another incredible, inspirational story, miracle, miracle, miracle. You're going to love it. Also, if you have an idea or a topic for our podcast, would you please email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net. Also, any uh, feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Again, that's podcast at momsforamerica.net. I do want to invite all of the mamas listening out there. Would you please join our movement here at Moms for America? It's moms like us, me and you, uniting together all across our country to fight for faith, family, freedom, and the Constitution. So please go ahead and check us out at momsforamerica.us and find out all about Moms for America. All right, on to today's program. Ten years ago, Michelle Yankee was a television professional who had been married to her college sweetheart, Mark, for nine years. They wanted to start a family, but thought that they should wait until Michelle saw a doctor as she was experiencing some rectal bleeding. But as we know, God doesn't always work on our timeline. Right around the time of her doctor appointment, she discovers that she is pregnant. Well, that's as much as I'm going to tell you right now, because Michelle will be telling you the rest. Welcome, Michelle, to the Moms for America podcast. We are delighted to have you joining us today. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. All right, Michelle, you have uh, an incredible story. I teased it at the beginning of the show. Um, It's a miracle story. Um, It's one of those stories that you're like, wow, thank God this mama kept pushing through. But before we get into your story, um, would you tell us a little bit about your family right now? Introduce us to your, your husband and how old your daughter is and maybe where you guys live. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm Michelle. My husband is Mark. Uh, We've been married for 19 years. Uh, We're celebrating our 20th uh, this coming September. And we have a beautiful daughter, uh, Ilana, who is now nine years old. Uh, She reminds me every day, though, that's only for another month. Um, She's (laughs) going to be double digits. (laughs) Goes fast, girl. Goes fast. Oh, man, they always said it would. Boy, does it ever. But, um, you know, we spent most of our uh, time in the Chicago area. And about five years ago, we moved to South Carolina and just uh, love, love, love the Southeast. Good for you. Good for you. I hate to lose you here in Chicago, but I can (laughs) understand why there is such a mass exodus, unfortunately. But that's another show. (laughs) All right. So let's get into your story. Um, It is truly amazing. you were having some issues, you were having some bleeding issues. Um, and you kind of also thought that you would wait a little bit before you got pregnant. You and your husband were trying to plan a family. Um, but 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 some things happened right here in the beginning. You had a little bit of a scare, you went to the doctor. Tell us what happened there. Um, did you, you weren't pregnant at that time 
when you were experiencing some bleeding. Is that correct? That's correct. So um, I am the classic case of something is wrong with me. However, I'm not going to go to the doctor because it couldn't be that worst case scenario, right? So I had had um, a symptom for about a year and a half and just kept putting it off, um, saying it was anything but, you know, something life-threatening. And at that same time, my husband and I, we had been married for nine years. <laughs> we were at that point like, okay, if we're going to do this kid thing, you know, we, we got it. It's time. It's time. And so it had taken some women in my family quite some time to have a child or uh, multiple miscarriages. I was kind of thinking that I'd be on that same um, track. So we had tried a couple times and I had told my husband, Hey, listen, you know what? I think we should probably stop trying. Cause I, I do have this doctor's appointment. Um, and I, I kind of do want to see if something is wrong, but I was already pregnant. Um, at that point, I just hadn't known. You didn't know that. So just for clarification, there was some rectal bleeding happening for a year and a half. You were dealing with mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I was only 30, uh, very healthy at the time. I was running every other day, traveling for work, um, just really felt uh, great about all aspects of my life, especially my health. So I just kept pushing it aside, pushing it aside until, you know, it was kind of getting to a point where it's like, oh no, this is, this is bad. And this is daily. And um, this is definitely not normal. So you go to the doctor's appointment. Um, mm -hmm. What happened then? You were there for, for him to take a look at this and, um, Doctor says what? Yeah, well, at this very first appointment, um, they just wanted to confirm that um, the blood was indeed in my stool. And so um, I did a little test, um, mailed it away, didn't think anything too much of it until we got the results. And that's when things um, quickly escalated and, and took a turn. And did you know at this point yet that you're pregnant when you're doing this testing? I found out I was pregnant um, after that initial test. Okay. So you, you send the test, you get the results, you're getting the results that A, there is something wrong with your health mm -hmm. and B, you're getting, oh my gosh, you're having a baby. Is that how it went? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I had gone to that initial wow. treatment um, and then- essentially 20 days after my diagnosis is when I found out I was pregnant. So now they say, we think you have cancer. Yeah. Um, and how rare is this cancer? <laughs> it's, it's very rare. So I went to see a doctor um, after they had said, yes, you know, this blood is something to worry about. Um, it's in an area that it should not be in. Okay. And I had an exam and right then and there, the doctor said, listen, um, there is a tumor. It needs to go. You need to terminate your pregnancy and, and get rid of this tumor. Um, so now the tumor is located in a very... I'm, I'm, now I'm just jumping the gun here a little bit. Like, why would a doctor tell you to terminate a pregnancy? But he, from his view, this tumor is in a very um, specific and mm -hmm. a bad location, basically, for you to yes. carry a baby. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, the only way to remove this tumor was through surgery. And obviously you cannot have uh, surgery like that when you are carrying a child. And so here I was at this appointment, no one had said the word cancer to me before. Um, my husband wasn't even with me. Like, it was just like, okay, we know this, this is a bad symptom I'm having. They're just going to give me more information or something. It was never this, we need to remove this. This is, this could be cancer and you need to terminate your child and do this. Wow. So again, all alone. Um, and to hear that is just, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. devastating, devastating. So what type of cancer was this? Uh, couple doctors later, we found out it was stage three colorectal cancer. Colorectal cancer. Wow. Mm -hmm. I can understand that now because that's right, right where babies, baby's going to be developing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure wow. So you go to first doctor, he says, we've got to get this out, terminate the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Then you go to a second doctor, you go to a third doctor. I mean, there is a line of doctors that you go to one good for you for being your own advocate, because not only it used to be, used to be, used to get this, like get a couple opinions. I think now you got to get about six opinions or seven opinions, because really there is quite a very variation of, of healthcare protocol that people will give us. So tell us now you go to the first doctor and you say, okay, well, I'm not going to, not looking to terminate my pregnancy. I'm going to go, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go and see what other options there are. Yeah. I mean, just kind of getting that information, like, you know, spewed out at me. I, I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she said, well, you know, I'm going to send you to a GI specialist and he's okay. going to have to actually, you know, go through with a scope and, and things like that. And so, um, my husband came with me to that appointment. Right. And, uh, this is when we would for sure confirm that it was cancer. So, I remember that morning um, I was wheeled in. I was kept awake during the entire procedure. They could not put me under because I was pregnant. So I had uh, probably in the room during this procedure, I want to say probably five or six mm -hmm. uh, medical um, staff with me from different nurses to technicians to the GI specialist and just kind of holding my hands, rubbing my forehead. And when we got to the part of that exam where you could actually see the tumor blown up on the screen. I just heard a couple of the nurses gasp. Tears started rolling down everyone's faces. Everyone knew that I was pregnant. And they rolled me back uh, to be with my husband. And um, the doctor said, you know, if you were a 60 year old male, I tell you right now, this is cancer. Um, we need to take swift action, but you're 30, you're a woman, you know, I'll go ahead and get it biopsied, but, you know, just be prepared. And um, okay. two, oh, two days later, uh, right Biopsy before Mother's Day, mm -hmm. um, I was driving, I was hungry, and I get a phone call in the car. And he says, uh, Michelle, I have some news for you. Um, you do have uh, cancer. It is colorectal cancer, stage three, and I hope you've been thinking about terminating your pregnancy. Mm. And that was well, it. I'm sure you had been thinking about what you're going to do with baby as well. Um, so you had now, now you've got the diagnosis. 
Mm-hmm. You're getting two people saying to terminate the pregnancy, but you go on further. You go to a another specialist. Yes. Um, so he had set up an appointment with an oncologist. And of course, at this point, I am very, like, I know that I've been hit with this news and it's Yikes. unreal. And it's, it's and, and it's happy and sad at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's and happy babies oh. here. And it's so sad. I, yeah. I, I mean, there was, we really had a lighting of world because no, no one in my family knew I was pregnant. They, when I told them I had cancer, we also said, oh, and by the way, or, or I'm sorry, when we told them I was pregnant, we also said, and by the way, uh, we really need your prayers because I'm pregnant. Wow. Um, so yeah, so we, we go to this oncologist and the morning of that appointment, I wake up at like four in the morning and I race into my office and I grab a pen and paper and I write down this proclamation saying that I am a woman and I'm a child of God and I'm going to be a mother and I'm a sister and I'm a friend mm. and by God's stripes, I am healed and I will get through this. And this is my declaration. And did you I feel was, like God was dropping that in your heart? Oh, completely, completely. Okay. This so, wasn't something that you were manufacturing. You felt God was speaking to your heart. Oh, this message. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So I take that to this appointment and we sit down and the oncologist goes, you know, Michelle, where are you with everything? And I said, oh my goodness, I'm actually so excited to share with you where I am at. And I read him this and he looks at me and he says, I am a religious man. I have four daughters myself. And if they were in this position, I would tell them to terminate this pregnancy and get treatment. And that yeah. was just. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't on the same page with you by any means. Not by any means. And I, I feel like I've, I've been in this room with you for 10 minutes. You've looked at my my case probably an hour before I got here. How can you make such a life altering decision? Yeah. Right? So right. I, I said, you know, you have got to <laughs> refer me out. Like, yeah, give me to a larger hospital system. Good, um, good for you, mama. I, 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 I can't, I can't. So does he refer you on to that? Is that, are we on that now? Dr. Five? We're now no, we're going to go to Dr. Was, Five. Uh, that was Dr. Three. <laughs> wow. Um, so when I was referred to the, um, to university care, uh, university of Chicago, okay. um, I was also referred to a high risk OBGYN that was through the original health system that I was at. And so I had an appointment with that high risk OBG doctor. Okay. So that would actually be doctor number four. All right. And um, he sat me down in his office. Uh, I never even went to an exam room with him. Um, he sat me down and he said, um, your Same diagnosis thing. is very serious. Mm. I don't see why uh, you're even thinking about treatment. Um, I won't even take your case. Oh, okay. And so- well. <laughs> Now I'm without an OBGYN. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so but God's giving you the faith. He's giving you encouragement inside of your soul with this proclamation. 
yeah. this declaration, I should yeah. say, and you're carrying this around with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going everywhere with me. I am yeah. starting every single morning reciting this proclamation. Is that framed in your house right now? You know, it's not framed. It is not framed. I should frame it. You it's should frame daughter's. that, girl. Yeah, it's it's in my daughter's um, scrapbook. So okay. I had like 20 ultrasounds during her pregnancy. So I made like an ultrasound scrapbook. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you've got quite the, scrap, the scrapbook for this pregnancy, <laughs> unlike most of us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, we're, and geez, I mean, what a great scrapbook. What yeah. a testimony. So now yeah. let's let, let's go. So now the doctor says, I'm not going to take your case. Now we're now to University of Chicago. Yes. Because I got to get to the end of the story. I want people to hear how amazing yeah. How, yeah. How, so, what God has so, done. Yeah. So doctor number five, we're getting so close. Um, she was a new mother herself, had just come off of maternity leave around my age. And I really thought, oh, this is it. This is my breakthrough. She's going to know exactly where I'm coming from. Mama to mama. Yeah. Right. And um, she said, after all of my initial research, um, I don't see how you'd be able to, you know, do treatment and maintain this pregnancy. Ultimately, I'm going to talk with a little bit more of my team and some other professionals that I know. And we'll, we will touch base, you know, in in a few weeks. And, uh, so here I am getting further and further along in my pregnancy. How far are you now? Goodness gracious. I had to have been about, um, 13 weeks. I want to say just, just at the, just about to start my second trimester. Okay. Um, Okay. So so baby's growing. You are. You're in full gear, baby's developing, and you know that you've got this living baby inside of you, and you're going to do everything you can to protect it. Everything, yeah, yeah. Um, So, So how do you get to the? How do you get to the amazing doctor that said, "Listen, yeah." So we go back to her, and she essentially says, um, "You need to terminate this pregnancy. Uh, You're going to be meeting with your oncologist in 48 hours, and you know what to do." And that was, that was a tough time for me. Mm-hmm. That was, that was hard. Um, my husband had never doubted and just knew that everything was going to be okay. But those, that, those 48 hours between those doctor's appointments, I experienced some low times. Um, oh, I can't even imagine and, what the stress is like on your body. Yeah, and, and that is, it's very real. And wow. I think it is okay to feel that way. You mm-hmm. need to feel that way. I think to come out the other side, okay. Right. And to want to fight. Um, right. And so I meet with this oncologist and he starts seeing how he saw some studies that were done abroad, that if you did treatment backwards, um, the chances of cancer coming back were actually lowered. And he said, and you know, I think if we do this treatment backwards, you can actually have this baby. Like, I think the baby will be able to tolerate it. Um, we have to put together a very, you know, strict timeline and do things at very certain points, but I think that we can do this. And- was your heart just leaping? Cause this oh, was the first chance. This is the first moment where someone gave you any ray of hope, correct? Oh, the very first, I can't even oh. tell you, I literally like, 
I said to him, okay, so, so we're doing this. And he said, yes. And I said, can I give you a hug? And I, just, <laughs> I leaped, I leaped and my, I'm crying. My husband's crying. The nurse is crying. I mean, oh, was, I am so sure oh, it was just unreal. It was so unreal. So you um, took him up on his offer. You said, you now you're my doctor. You're going to help me have my baby. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, I, my whole prayer during this time was that I would just be healed, right? That I would go to right. one of these appointments and that they would just say, oops, mistake is gone. gone. Right. Right. And I had realized that that wasn't my journey. Okay. My journey was going to have to be to push through this, um, to not know the outcome, but to stand in faith and proclaim that I'm going to get through this pregnancy and we're both going to be healthy on the, on the other side of this. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful. Did the doctors give you any ratio? Did they say, oh, you got a 50-50 chance? Or did you just say, you know what, I'm going forward. It doesn't matter. Baby and yeah, I, I are going to see you on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I did not want to know. I okay. did not want to know it all. Um, and we actually had a family friend who was a GI oncologist and he said, you know what, it doesn't matter what your chances are. Even if they tell you you have a 99% chance of you know, of this not working out, all you got to do is make sure you land in that 1% and, and focus That's on right. that. And so, no, I did not want anything. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to know. And God, and you knew that God was with you. So this yeah. was, this wasn't, you know, you weren't a stat, you know, you were yeah. literally, literally a miracle. Um, did you have concerns about the health of the baby through all this? Or did you just feel like I was protecting her? I had... Um, a lot of guilt, actually. Uh, chemotherapy is a poison. Mm -hmm. And here I am injecting this into my body. Um, and, you know, I was hooked up for 48 hours uh, every two weeks. And it was just, I felt like guilt, like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm doing this to save her, but right. am I hurting her? And, oh, oh, you know, it's just this, this constant battle of- I can't imagine, of, right. Yeah, of, you know, kind of, uh, kind of your, your, yourself versus the medical science versus what's God telling you and, you know, all these things, but I had to just believe in my decision that, mm -hmm. Hey, listen, I've been given this path and right. I'm going to take it. And, um, again, I am, I am fighting and I'm ready for whatever, whatever the ending is, you know, I'm prepared, I'm prepared for, because I knew that I fought for it. So you said your husband was positive the whole time. You've had this, you had this beautiful declaration that got it placed in your heart. God provides uh, a doctor that is going to try something that is basically somewhat unheard of. And what was the treatment like? How, so did you go through months and months of treatment all through your pregnancy and then had uh, delivered the baby? I'm sure they were monitoring the baby's growth. Um, how did that go real quick before we yeah, hear about so, your little daughter? Um, I, I started treatment the first day of my second trimester okay. and went all the way through until the month before my planned C-section. So okay. I did uh, chemotherapy, uh, two different wow. forms, um, and had a month's rest before the baby. Um, Ilana was born uh, completely 100% healthy, scored 10 on their scale. Um, wow. More worried about me than they were her. No, um, no NICU, no nothing. Mm, nothing. Um, yeah, so had her and got a Amazing, little time off. 
and then had to go back to chemotherapy and radiation. So she actually went uh, to my radiation appointments with me <laughs> in her little carrier. <laughs> and did they ever, did they ended up removing the tumor then? Or yeah, did they shrink yeah. it? So, yeah, so after chemotherapy and radiation, um, then they ended up removing um, the tumor. They did a foot of my colon and most of my rectum. Wow. How is your health now? I am cancer free. It is amazing. Um, you know, I have rough days. There are some long-term uh, side effects and they are very real. Um, I get frustrated sometimes, but I am so glad that I am alive yeah. and able to, um, <laughs> experience my daughter <laughs> and um watch yeah. her become a young woman and um you know and just further his kingdom through my story wow wow what a miracle um cancer free and I, I know that you're recovering still you probably will always be recovering you're taking that um you know that that surgery and like you said you've had to really adjust your life but how beautiful to know that God gave you a, a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chance at life with your daughter and she's doing well. And she's what you said, almost 10 years old now. Yeah. Yeah. So she is, uh, she's almost 10 fourth grade. Uh, she is, um, she's in a Mandarin immersion program at school. So she speaks Mandarin and <laughs> oh um, she's very artsy, loves to sing and, um, Wonderful. and yeah, she's just, uh, she's a ray of sunshine. So what do you say to other parents, moms that may be looking at a complicated pregnancy, uh, maybe a situation like yours? Um, I know there's no one size fits all, but truly you do look back and think the easiest um, advice or cleanest, you know, get my health figured out, terminate the pregnancy would have been to, um, let the baby go. But I, I think just sometimes we just, one, we trust the medical field too much sometimes I think. And secondly, we have to really trust God. We have to see what he's, what he's wanting to do and willing to do through us and in us. So, you know, a lot of moms are facing tough situations like this with their pregnancy or we have cancer survivors that are listening that are moms, maybe just a little bit of advice for those moms and their journey. Yeah. You know, I think that when anyone is faced with any obstacle in life and you can relate it directly to, you know, um, pregnancy and, and, and things like that, but we oftentimes make decisions based out of fear. Right. And I did not want to look back on my story, my experience, and at all say that I made that decision out of fear. Right. Um, because had I terminated my pregnancy, I would have died from a broken heart. Um, mm. The treatment would have been <laughs> would have been for nothing. I can honestly say that it would have killed me that decision. And I just want to encourage people, no matter what you're going through, never let fear rule mm. decisions. Great I advice. I was up against the clock. My <laughs> cancer was growing 
my baby was growing. I, I wanted to make a quick decision. I really did. I was reaching out to anyone who I knew, pastors, friends, family members, give me advice, give me advice, give me advice. You know, I, I, I can't wait another minute. Like this is just getting worse by the minute, but it's like, God, he, he extended this timeline human Michelle (laughs) in human world. It was like, this is forever. This is every day just makes this harder and, and, you know, more difficult, but I'm, I am so glad that I did not make a decision based out of fear. What great advice. Do not make decisions out of fear and fear is a liar and fear will crush us. It definitely will. Um, it is a very powerful hold on us. And when you're in a situation where you're looking at a cancer, um, just even that word alone just brings fear right across everyone's hearts. Um, so, wow, what an amazing story. Now, are, are, are they making this, have we progressed now? When it's nine, 10 years later, are we doing this type of treatment? Is this now more mainstream? Do you know, is the medical field giving people moms more options when there is a situation like this? Yeah, you know, every once in a while, I have the opportunity to speak. And so I've had on the, you know, last few years, I had an opportunity to speak to um, some people in the medical profession. And most of them in the room did not know that anything like this was possible. Mm. Um, I know that there were two mothers uh, at a hospital in Chicago who had colon cancer and, uh, they started treatment in their uh, final trimester. I think it was like week 34 or something. And, um, or maybe they finished at that point. I I can't quite remember, but it was this huge thing like, wow, they were able to do this. And that was just a few years ago. Um, And so I don't, I think that more needs to be done. Um, I hear too many stories of you know, mothers passing because they did not seek treatment and they chose life. And I don't think it needs to be this thing where you're choosing one life for the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a matter of um, being your own advocate, keep yeah. pushing through. It is. You're not letting that, those timelines terrify you. Right. And, um, and, and just, you know, knowing that the journey is going to look different than what you thought. Right. But you can get through it. Yeah. Well, beautiful testimony. What a great, miraculous, miraculous story. I'm sure you, um, I'm sure your daughter realizes, well, maybe she'll realize it the older she gets that God has a beautiful calling on her life as well. Mama and daughter, um, God's called you for greatness. So I love it. I love your story and um, just congratulations uh, to your family for standing for life. Uh, That's really something. Thank you, Deb. Thank you so much for having me and uh, giving me this platform. Um, I just know it. someone who's listening needs to hear it. So, Always is. We'll have someone contest, contact us and they'll say, this podcast was just for me. So thank you again, Michelle. God bless you. God bless your family. And um, we'll look to hear from you again sometime in the future and um, see how your little baby girl is growing up. She'll be a teenager before you know it. So hug her every day. I do, I do. Thank you. Thank you. What an absolutely compelling story of faith and love. Wow. The power of faith in God and the power of love for one's baby that is still in the womb. Unbelievable. It was just a delight to have Michelle 
Um, it's that kind of fierce mama love that really will change our country. It's what moms do best. We fight for our children. We fight for their future. That's why Moms for America, our movement here continues to grow. We as moms want to preserve the freedom that our constitution guarantees for our children and for their children. That's why Moms for America is committed to restoring patriotism. I know you've heard me talk about this a lot. We need to restore patriotism in our homes and teach our children. That is where we will teach them. Um, so I'd like to go ahead and ask you to please listen to our message about our Restoring Patriotism campaign. It's a clarion call to moms all across the country to restore patriotism in their home. Take a listen. Our greatest gift is our children. Our biggest blessing is our freedom. Our toughest battle right now is preserving America. Patriotism is under attack. The liberal culture has decided that America is no longer great, that celebrating our country is offensive, and being a patriot is no longer admirable or worthy. Well, we are changing that. We as mothers are flipping the script and restoring patriotism in our homes, our schools, and in our country. Moms for America is releasing a national campaign to restore patriotism, a movement to celebrate and honor our amazing country. We know that the future generations must carry the torch of freedom and defend the principles of liberty. That is why we are providing amazing resources to restore and renew a patriot heart. We are making it easy to turn your home red, white, and blue with Patriot Packs for your kids, American Heritage Books, Liberty Trips for your family, and various mentorship programs for moms, kids, and families. Our children must know why we stand for the anthem, why we kneel and pray, why we pledge allegiance to our country, and what makes America exceptional. Moms, please join us as we change the culture and restore patriotism one home at a time. All right, I do want to just close with asking you to check out our website, uh, check out our Restoring Patriotism initiative. Uh, as a special thank you to you, we will give you 25% off of our Patriot Pack. This is perfect for the holidays that are coming up. Get a Patriot Pack for your kids, your grandkids. Uh, the discount is podcast. All in capitals, again, go to momsforamerica.us, check out our Restoring Patriotism. You can go to our store, all that fun stuff there, and you can get 25% off our Patriot Packs. And let's uh, let's raise Patriots. Let's do it, mamas. I'd also like to remind you that when you stop by our website at momsforamerica.us to check out all of our amazing resources, our events, our programs. I'd also love to have you check out our signature program that is called the Cottage Meetings. Uh, these 12 lessons will inspire and educate you about America's amazing heritage so that you can teach the principles of liberty in your home and in your community. This program, along with so many of our other programs, will help you impact your family in a very, very powerful way, moms. So from parental rights to public policy, Moms for America has it all. We also want to invite you when you stop by our website to please sign up for our weekly newsletter. This will help us uh, contact you and help get you educated and share information on issues that relate to you as a mom and also help you engage with moms all across the country. This is a very, very powerful movement. We say this every week, moms. We believe that liberty begins at home and that moms are truly, truly the heartbeat of America. 
That's why this movement is so powerful. We believe that it is the moms that are going to save our country for our kids and for our future generations. Again, like, subscribe, share the episode, share Michelle's story with someone. Uh, what a powerful, miraculous story it was. Um, share it in your circle of friends with your moms, would you? We'll see you here next week again for another informative and inspiring episode of Moms for America uh, here on our podcast. Thanks for joining us and let's keep changing our world one home at a time. See you soon.